This podcast is brought to you by YearToSuccess.com, a free online course on success. Enroll at YearToSuccess.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin, and we're bringing you another episode that was originally recorded live at the 86th Annual International Convention in Vancouver, Canada, where I had an opportunity to speak with some fantastic people. In the first half of this episode, you'll have one main speaker, and in the second half, we'll have short snippet interviews with seven other individuals. So please sit back and enjoy this episode of the Toastmasters podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Greg Gazin, and we're coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We're at the Toastmasters International 86th Annual International Convention. We have a beautiful day, and we have with us a special guest today. It takes a lot of people to put together an international convention. There's a lot of people running the organization. There's all kinds of logistics that have to be set up. But then there's also a group that you quite often see, but you don't necessarily always know what they do, and those are the volunteers. And who we have today is Joe De Silva, the official volunteer coordinator chair for this international convention. Now, he called himself something else offline, but we'll probably leave that to another time. Joe De Silva, welcome to the Toastmasters podcast. Thank you very much, Greg. Pleasure to be here. Volunteer coordinator. Yep. Now, everyone can see this visual or pretend they can see this visual. There's, there's a gentleman wearing a red vest with a beautiful, beautiful, what do you call that, decor in the front? Yep. The Harbor, Stanley Park, and the Lionsgate Bridge. Harbor, Stanley Park, and Lionsgate Bridge. Well, you see a co coordinators with, with colored vests on and they're there to help you, but not only to greet you, but there's a lot of things that happen in the background. So first of all, so just describe your role a little bit, Joe. Greg, my, my role is that I'm in charge of basically all the volunteers for the convention. Right now, we have 246 people that are volunteered 10 hours or more. Wow. We've got some keeners that have volunteered over 20 hours, and you know, you get a bit of a break on your dues for the convention if you do volunteer. And there's two streams you can volunteer for. Uh, one was we went out and actually handpicked what we call the volunteer leads. And the leads are in charge of their particular event. We give them events that they become in charge of the other volunteers. If you're walking around the convention and you see somebody in a red vest, then they're the leads. You see somebody in a blue vest, then they are the volunteers that working that particular event or just volunteers throughout the convention center. It's really nice to meet everybody from the world and you know depending on what color jacket you're wearing or vest that you're wearing at the time depends on what kind of information you may may get. My responsibility at this convention is to make sure that all the events are filled, that they do run smoothly and if there's any issues run there and try to figure out what the issues are and fix them. Now, you yourself, you've said, uh, I know offline you mentioned to me you've been a Toastmaster for three years. Three years, yes, three sir. Three years. Which, which club are you with? I belong to actually five clubs. Five clubs. Five clubs, yes. My home club is positively speaking in beautiful town of Maple Ridge here in the Lower Mainland. I belong to a couple of the advanced clubs, Just Pros, that I'm very proud of in New Westminster, Top Story, which is another advanced club in Coquitlam. I've been mentoring a uh, corporate club, Exam, been mentoring them and coaching them. They just chartered in September, so I'm very proud of them because they're really growing even as a corporate club. 
So volunteering is something that's brand new to you, right? <laughs> yeah, never done it. I've been area director and president of two clubs, VP of Ed on another club, and current District 96 Rookie of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you. And just got my DTM. So obviously taking on a role like this, I was going to ask you is how does it feel? How difficult was it? Or just what are some of the things that go through your mind? Well, it's been challenging. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It's also very rewarding because being the coordinator chair, people have to check in with you. I do have a team that, that helps me of blue shirts, or what I call them, blue vests. And uh, they spell me from time to time so I can run around and handle issues. But I mean, it, it is you know, challenging to put the stuff together. We're Toastmasters, so whenever you say, hey, do you have a few extra hours you can spare? They're there. We are Toastmasters. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah, it is the <laughs> nature, nature of being the beast. being a Toastmaster. You got it. I was just thinking because all of a sudden it's no longer just your district. It's no longer just the Lower Mainland. All of a sudden it's now the world is watching you. Yes. Did that make any difference? A little. I mean, we went through some training. We've toured as a group the convention center a couple of times now. We've had a lot of training about being ambassadors to the city, but primarily the fact that Red Shirt and Blue Shirt are really the face of Toastmasters. We're the brand of Toastmasters, and we want everybody to go home and you know, say, oh my God, those people on the blue vest and the red vest. I remember this one person, they did this special thing for me. Instead of you know those people in the blue vest and the red vest are just the biggest <laughs> jerks in the world. I'd never go to another Toastmaster convention because they're just rude and obnoxious. So we're, we've had training on, you know, please don't do that. And of course, as again, Toastmasters, we would never do, but it's something that's constantly reminded because there's only so many times you can be asked, where's the bathroom before you really want to. <laughs> Go all Toastmastery on them. <laughs> no, I know for me it's been a really good experience. It's interesting because when I arrived yesterday, I just happened to be just, I just stopped and I stood for a moment trying to figure out where I'm going to go. And within 30 seconds, someone came up to me. And then last night, just before the opening ceremony, someone had walked up to me and said, I just want to give you a heads up. There'll be a parade of flags coming through here in a moment. So I thought that was, that was really good. 30 seconds, I, I really need their name because they're supposed to do it in 15. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you had some, a number of team leads, but I assume, because I've met a number of people, yes. there, there are volunteers from everywhere. Oh, there's volunteers from all over the place. We've got every country pretty much in a volunteer role here. And that's another really, just a great feeling is when you're sitting on the desk checking people in and checking out, because they have to check in and check out with us to get their hours in. It's just meeting people from India and China and Sri Lanka and Pakistan and Australia, all over the world, and they're all smiling and they're all happy, even at six in the morning. <laughs> now, we talked a little bit about the greeters. I'm sure there's a number of other types of roles that are, that are filled. Can you maybe just fill me in on just maybe a couple? Just pick a sure. couple. Sure. Uh, well, we have hospitality and greeters, not just at the convention center, but we station them throughout the downtown core. Uh, and they're wearing blue vests or red vests. And they're just on the streets welcoming people to Vancouver. There, there's even people that aren't involved with the Toastmasters convention that, you know, we just greet everybody and say hello. So they're the greeters and hospitalities. 
And of course, with the big contest coming up with the semifinals today, we have a lot of greeter or a lot of volunteers that have a very, very significant role, and that's the uh, door security people to make sure that nobody comes into the event while a speaker is speaking and nobody leaves the room while a speaker is speaking. So they have a pretty tough role because people are running late and they just want to get in. Maybe it's a person from their district speaking right then, uh, and they just have to say, no, I'm sorry, you can't get in until the speaker's done. And then, of course, at opening ceremonies with the flag bearers, we were short seven flag bearers for yesterday's uh, flag ceremony, and we put out a, an email. Toastmasters International put out an email, hey, if you've got some time, come down to the rehearsal. We need seven flag bearers, and about 75 people showed up. <laughs> So is it your job to pick the ones that were? No, that was not my, that was the team lead that was down there. He got to pick the seventh. It was first come, first serve. But yeah, so that's the kind of volunteers that Toastmasters are. Wow. What are some of the other things that people could do? Oh, well, they could, they could be uh, ushers, um, escorts to the stage. Uh, they can be uh, in the store, the convenience. If, if you really are afraid of spending money, I suggest you avoid room 211 because that's where the convention store is, and oh my God, it's like a candy store. Yes, I missed the hours yesterday, but I'm certainly going to head over there today. Bring a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> registration, of course. We always need people in registration. So yeah, there's a multitude of uh, volunteering that you could do. Smedley Run, which was the very first time. Vancouver started now the Smedley Run this morning at uh, 5 a.m., and they ran for 5K. And that was a humongous success. And people, of course, were along the course to make sure that you stayed safe and on course because some people did get off course a little bit and we had to chase them down. Chasing Toastmasters is like herding chickens. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Oh, they just go all over the place, you know. You know they're like going to say they're always talking. Yeah, they're always talking, so they're not watching. It's over the 30 seconds they're supposed to get clapped off and they just ignore it. <laughs> I know that you mentioned to me earlier that you wanted to share a story. So. Oh, well, this is a story that I'm very proud of, even for my city. This is what Canadians and Vancouver is all about. And one of the stories is we had a lady from Washington, D.C. come up to, a, to our table, and she had just lost her wallet. And in her wallet was all her money and her identification and credit cards. Nobody had turned it into our table. Nobody had turned it into lost and found. And... She was really distraught, she was crying, and of course I took her to some of these areas and I said, well, where's the last time you were? She said, well, I was in SkyTrain, uh, rapid transit here. And I said, okay, go to the lost and found, it's right there and see if they've got it. And lo and behold, she went there and somebody did turn in her wallet with all her money, all her credit cards and all her identification still intact. She came back upstairs, gave me the largest hug, was still crying and just stated, I love Canadians and I love your city. Really gave me a, one of those proud moments where I could say, yeah, that's what we're all about. Welcome. And I'm happy that you got your stuff back. I'm sure she loved the fact that the volunteers jumped to the plate and oh. just helped out right away. Oh, absolutely. I saw her in the strut and I just took her under my arm and said, okay, what can I do for you? What's wrong? And, you know, I, she didn't have to come back, but she did. And you know, just to say those nice words about my city and my country just made me feel, wow. And again, it's what Toastmasters do. It's the gratitude of giving back. Wonderful. 
I'm sure that this individual will certainly be enjoying the Toastmasters International Convention all that much more. Oh yeah, and she's definitely going to go home and say, those people in the blue jackets and the red jackets, they're really good. <laughs> Is there a little rivalry going on between the red jackets and the blue jackets? No, because the red jackets are the boss. <laughs> uh, okay, pulling rank, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah. Now by the time this airs, of course, it'll probably be too late to sign up to volunteer for this convention, but I assume that the next one coming up in Chicago is going to have the same thing? As far as I know, they'll yeah. be the same thing. I believe that we've changed some things from Vegas to this convention. So Toastmasters International, I mean, it's like everything. We always learn from convention to convention. And hopefully they'll have blue jackets, red jackets, or whatever color scheme they might. Red, white, and blue jackets. Red, white, and blue jackets. Then we have to get a third person in there, third hierarchy there. If anybody is ever thinking, and this is my first convention because I've only been in it for three years, but if anybody is thinking, should I or shouldn't I? Uh, yes, you should. First of all, attend the convention. And should I or shouldn't I volunteer? Yeah, you should. My role, I'm here at six in the morning. I'm usually here till 10, 11 o'clock at night every day. I wouldn't miss a single minute of it. I just love the volunteering and I just love everything that happens here. So it's been an incredible opportunity for you then? It's been one of the highlights. One of the highlights that I have of Toastmasters right now is being the volunteer chair for this convention. Now I know the process may change for the next one coming up in Chicago, but what typically, how, does, how did people find out about this process? I would say that as soon as the convention is announced, that you get right onto the uh, website and start signing up for it. Check with your local cl uh, clubs and your area directors and division directors and see if they have anything coming up. They'll get notices too. And tell them right away, I want to be involved. And that's how you get involved. And keep bugging them. Well, it sounds like it's been an incredible experience. It sounds like it's been a lot of fun. I know I had an opportunity a few years back in Las Vegas to be a volunteer. We didn't have these fancy, what do you call them, red coats or blue coats? Yep. I had, I think it was a purple or a pink sash. sash I yeah. can't remember. I know it kept falling off, but it mm -hmm. was great. I did have a lot of people that came up to me and spoke to me. And it's also a great way to start conversations and a great way to meet people. Absolutely. Okay. Joda Silva, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Toastmasters podcast. And quote unquote, I should say, enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. It's been a blast. Thanks a lot. We're speaking with one of the hundreds of volunteers here at the Toastmasters International 86th Annual Convention. And who are we speaking with? My name is Sugan Kumar. I'm from the lovely state of Riddleton, Connecticut, near Hartford. Excellent. And is this your first convention? No, this is my second one. I enjoyed it. Last year, I'd gone to Washington, D.C. I liked it so much, I decided I'm coming back. So here I am. Excellent. So you're wearing a, one of the beautiful volunteer jackets. What is your role here today? Primarily stand at the guard, making sure people come out, come in, make sure they're orderly. Usually, a particular door is assigned to me, and then make sure at the same time, I love chatting with people. It's always nice to get to know people. That's one of my I love doing that. In fact, you came to you. You walked over to me even before I was going to approach you to talk to you. That's what it's all about. I'm kind of person. I'll always like to chat, get to know each other better. I've always been, always will be. Well, that's excellent. Well, first of all, enjoy. Obviously, enjoy the international convention, and also thank you so much for being a volunteer because that's what really helps make things go. Thank you very much. It's a total team effort.
And I always believed in that, always will. We're speaking with Cindy Thomas from Vancouver, Canada. So you're not very far from home. No, I'm on my own turf here. Yes, it's been a great thing coming right down to the waterfront to the convention center. Cindy has a smiling face. She is upstairs with... So she's up here at the volunteer desk. And how does that work? Each of us have roles and volunteer shifts. You come in, you check in, and you check out of your shift. As a volunteer, we volunteer. We have minimum 10 hours. And that could be spread between three to four shifts. So do you get to pick what you want to do? Absolutely, yes. There were different categories and different roles. So whether it be a greeter or VIP seating, or I was working at a couple of the network lunches. So there's a lot of different jobs and roles that we could fit into. What's that like? Oh, it's been great. It's been a great way to meet people. It's been a great way to understand and see the conference in a different way. For me, it has fit well into my schedule. I have been doing the roles during the conference, but there were also roles before the conference. There were people here before the conference started stuffing bags and doing the prep work. I've enjoyed it. What's been nice is that the shifts have been two to three, maximum four hours long. So lots of time to fit in all the other stuff that we wanted to do. That's great. Cindy Thomas, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you, Craig. We have a volunteer and a first-timer. Who are we speaking with? Joyce May, and I'm from Vancouver, born and bred, so I'm very familiar with our fair city. Oh, I belong to two clubs, Key Speakers and Advanced Leaders Lab, and this is my 17th year working on my 18th year in Toastmasters. Wow, and what made you decide to become a volunteer? Because I'm a Vancouverite, I wanted to welcome the world to our fair city, and if I could help in any way, I'm here for them. What are you doing as a volunteer, I guess? I've been an usher, I'm securing the business meeting, and then I'm helping set up for the gala tonight, so I have several roles, so it's, it's fun. And I have done a, one of the speech semifinals as well, so... Excellent. I see you're a, you're a dancing door monitor. I am, and I'm, I do a lot of dancing. People go by, they enjoy the fun and the enthusiasm. Why not? That's what we're here for. Listen, there's music playing, so if you're not moving, and we were told to move more, so there you go. I listen to our workshops. Joyce, thank you very much. You're welcome. We're speaking with another volunteer who's, who's taken on a number of different volunteer roles, and who am I speaking with? Terry, Terry Koslick from District 42, Calgary. And Terry, what are some of the roles that you've taken on and what have you learned from them? Well, my first volunteer role here was Thursday, the credentials uh, room, which was for three hours. I learned quite a bit about how the credentials are handled and organized. They gave us a quick training program, uh, three rooms, a waiting room. Uh, Then we took them in groups of five in the order that they came in. Uh, They sat at the terminals, which were other people that showed them how many votes they each uh, were carrying as a proxy from their clubs. And then the last room was a 15-minute training that they actually got on how to use the handheld voting device. Excellent. Certainly come a long way from the days where when I was doing this, it was all paper. (laughs) The other volunteer role I had was the networking luncheon for each of the three days between 11.30 and 1.00. They had a networking luncheon, and all we had to do was stand at the door and uh, make sure that the members coming in had paid. But also you get to meet, again, you get to meet members from all over the world, from different countries that are here. 
And then, of course, last night, the feature, which was really interesting because when I got my volunteer sign-up role back home, there was only one volunteer spot left for the Friday evening World Championship of Public Speaking, and I quickly grabbed that as a stage escort. I thought, what a better way to meet the 10 finalists by being the volunteer on, on the side of the stage. And really, it was a light job, but we had a lot of volunteers, so many hands makes the lifting easy. You had an incredible opportunity in Las Vegas. Yes, that worked out for me quite well because um, I just told them, put me wherever you need somebody, and it turned out that I got the book signing lines. So really there were, uh, I believe there were three guest speakers who did their presentations in the big ballroom, and then after they were taken to their book signing lines where people had a chance to spend almost two, three minutes each Uh, meeting them, getting their books signed, and talking with them and having their pictures taken. So we had to stand at the front of the line, uh, most of the time holding people's cameras for them, taking a picture of them, and also while we're waiting, we would also meet them from what country they're from and chat with them. So that was a good experience. So it's nice for the attendees to have the helping hands, and for you it sounds like it was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. You know, I believe if I'm going to go there, I'd rather help out and circulate and uh, meet members uh, where they're from, uh, talk about some of their experiences with Toastmasters and what they like, how long they've been Toastmasters. The best part was, of course, at the end, because you're there, the speakers themselves, the guest speakers, give you a little bit of priority and extra time with them, and I got a picture with all of them. So that was the highlight of volunteering at that book signing line. So what's your secret advice for those who may be interested? It always helps to be a volunteer to help out you get to learn a lot about what goes on at the convention how things are carried out like this time around in Vancouver I learned how the credentials work how important the credentials are Uh, I've also learned all the background behind the speech contest for example last night we were allowed to be in the hall during the rehearsals with the 10 finalists up on stage so we were on the floor literally like flies on a wall watching what do these 10 finalists do? What are their pre-competition rituals? Terry Kozlik, thank you very much and enjoy the rest of the convention. So we have two wonderful ladies here, both from the United States, but they live thousands of miles apart and they truly insist on being interviewed together. So we have B and Naomi. So B, where are you from? Beatrice Cecilia Garcia from Fairbanks, Alaska. I'm Naomi Takeuchi from Santa Rosa, California. Now, I understand, B, that you're on the highlights reel and that you lost your voice. Correct. <laughs> right after the opening ceremonies, I was trying not to talk, but I was already starting to lose my voice. Naomi and I are so connected that she did most of the talking and I lost my voice. <laughs> both of you are having a lot of fun, but both of you are also volunteering. Yes, we're part of the Helping Hands program. Pat Johnson has been leading us, and we've been working various shifts. There's so many things to do here, whether helping with registration or helping the VIPs find their seats for the business meeting or helping people direct them. There's so many opportunities here to help. And Naomi, so you're here because of me? Yes, actually, I've been to several conventions multiple times. When B and I met in Cincinnati, she was a volunteer. And this year, I hadn't volunteered for a campaign because I couldn't be here the entire week. She goes, you need to be part of the Helping Hands program. I've been a volunteer. You should sign for it, too. Plus, you get a discount. And I said, okay, B, you convinced me. I better do this. So that's what we did. We signed up for the Helping Hands program together. And what's been the highlight of your 
volunteer career? Oh, I think the highlight is meeting all the other volunteers. It's been so much fun helping each other, especially if we're not even on duty. We put our vest on, and if somebody needs some help, we're right there to help along. It doesn't matter if we're getting the counting our hours or not, because the minimum is 10 hours, but we do more than just 10. That was the best part. And how about for you, Naomi? doesn't matter where you are at the conventions. You're wearing the vest. People will ask you questions. So it's really been great. It's a great icebreaker. Then you always ask people, oh, so where are you from? And what have you seen here in Canada? What other things do you like about this region? And I know you're from Canada, so you must be really proud that the convention is here. Absolutely. Very proud. Yes. <laughs> B, Naomi, thank you so much. Thank you. Greg, always a pleasure to be with you. So we're speaking with Darren Marr from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Darren, what's your role here as a volunteer? I like to say jack-of-all-trades, but not I'm not really uh, that. I'm a volunteer coordinator. Uh, I check in people who volunteer for the event and check them out, ensure that they ha- get credit for their hours in volunteering. What are your thoughts in terms of leadership opportunities for people who volunteer? There are lots of opportunities. Every role is a leadership opportunity because you get to be thrown in a situation that you're not too familiar with and when you have an issue, you deal with it and make sure that the issue gets dealt and do it with a smile on your face. That's due to the background I have, which is mostly customer service. That's excellent. So Tulsa Masters is truly where leaders are made, is that correct? That is definitely correct. I can attest through... 32 years of Toastmastering, I've been through every type of role imaginable, and every role prepares you for the next uh, step in leadership experience. You're obviously passing on your wisdom to some of your fellow volunteers and obviously some of your club members as well. Of course, that's what Toastmasters is all about. It's not just gaining communication and leadership skills, but making sure that uh, what you've learned gets passed on to others so that they may be able to carry on and uh, improve on their self-growth and achieve their goals. And I'm not sure if you told me, what club are you with? I'm with Master Motivators Club in Victoria, British Columbia. Darren Marr, thank you very much for talking with me today and also thank you very much for volunteering here at the 86th Annual Toastmasters International Convention. You're welcome. It's a pleasure uh, volunteering here and I advise anyone who has, has the opportunity to volunteer to do it. Hi, this is Bo Bennett, host of the Toastmasters podcast. Back in 2004, I wrote the book Year to Success, the most complete and practical book on success ever written. Thanks to today's technology, I've turned the book into an online course. Here's the best part. The course is 100% free. Enroll at yeartosuccess.com and work on one personal development idea each day for the next eight months or so. That address is yeartosuccess.com. See you there.